Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos for here come the dreamers. Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets, butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos. Let us get to it and do it upright. Welcome the dreamers with all Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling New Hampshire fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination and join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. Today we'll welcome fantastic, independent, eclectic jazz musicians to play live music for us, share their recordings, and talk about what inspires them. We'll touch their dreams as we open our ears and our hearts, listening intently to the fresh jazz expressions they unleash. And you never know, Dream Farm Radio just might inspire you to fulfill a creative passion or two of your very own. Well, it could not be any more of a beautiful day at Dream Farm. I don't know what it is, but the light in New England is like nowhere else in the country. So here we are in New Hampshire overlooking these fields with the most gorgeous, glorious light shining down on us. And I have also got to welcome into the barn Peter Primamore, which means first love, right, Peter? That is correct. Is music your first love? I think no, we should say that married. my wife yeah. is. <laughs> Wait, I thought, oh, I've set him up. And what's her name? Barbara. Barbara. He loves you best, right? For the record. But Peter, you're here with a fine group of musicians. Introduce them quickly, and then I'm going to tell everybody what's so cool about you. I've got a Fran Tokars on bass, Don Davis on reeds, and the, dare I say, legendary Jerry Murata on drums. <laughs> he wouldn't mind if he said legendary. I don't think so. Folks, you need to know Peter Primamore is an incredible commercial musician and composer who has kind of had his finger in every piece of the pie of the music world, I would say. <laughs> and um, a singer, songwriter, but a composer, orchestral-oriented music, film, television, everything from writing music for the Food Network to NBC shows to what else, Peter? Well, I've done so many different cues that have been used in inordinate amounts of ways that I, I couldn't even track how many places my music has been because a lot of the music I've written has wound up being in uh, production music libraries and mm. it can be the same piece of music could be used, you know, four or five different times in utterly unrelated uh, productions. So you really got the craft of music making 
kind of in your blood as well as the composer side of you that just is writing for the beauty of it all, right? Absolutely. In our in our pre-interview when you when we were talking, you used that phrase um artisanal, and I think that's a really mm-hmm. great way of like there's bread and of, then there's artisanal bread. There's some jingles and then there are artisanal music. It, that's the artisanal side of composing and producing uh, compared to the let's say, quote, artistic side of composing and producing. And this project that we're featuring today, Grancia, is this sort of just the Peter Primamori, the composer, just creating beautiful music with fantastic studio musicians. But it incorporates in pieces from your artisanal craft writing, does it not? Here and there, yes. In the, in this piece, Chatham, it definitely does. The, um, the, the, the main gesture or motive in the, in the piece is um, from a, a snippet of something I wrote years and years ago. It was a pitch for a, a flower shop spot. I don't remember what it was. It was just written down as flower shop. A little tiny thing, 20 seconds in. I just always loved it and never Can did anything Can we hear a little bit it. of that while we talk? I'd love to. So tell me about this flower show. Not, I, no, flower shop. It was, it just, it felt very light and airy and fluffy and I like the feel the project never went anywhere but I just kept the music on file as I do with everything and then when I'm prepping to to do something a little bigger I'll, I do what I call musical archaeology I like to go mm-hmm. explore and dig into my uh, into my warehouse of, uh, of treasures and see what comes out in this case I listened to this and it, it gave rise to a, an entirely new and much larger and extensive composition called Chatham which you're going to play live for us with the musicians that you brought today and this is again part of your Grancia project yes which is this beautiful orchestral um, art piece let's hear you play this live
love how you recycled something that had this kind of more commercial space and brought it and made it this theme of your experience on the East Coast and your kind of relationship to the to the composer artistic side of things. Well, it's I, I don't think I intentionally thought of it that way. It almost told me what to do. I wasn't really applying any kind of... Uh, Your music was bossing you around again? Absolutely. <laughs> I love I when that happens. always get bossed around by my music. It just, things kind of pop certain out Certain music of certainly does demand a certain setting and, and so forth, and I have a feeling we're going to hear more of that from you. I'm Julie Lavender. I'm with Peter Primamori. He's here live in the barn at Dream Farm, and we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. You're back at the farm with me. I'm Julie Lavender, and I'm uh, welcoming the special guest composer, commercial musician, jingles, TV, and awesome orchestral, I don't know, jazzy, incredible, fusion music. I like to say hybrid. <laughs> hybrid. Hybrid. Wow. I feel like you're sustainable then and everything. I think. Well, I don't know how sustainable, sustainable. I am, but I'm, I'm, I, I seem to be... <laughs> going okay, okay thus far S- sustainable um green music anyway that's the hybrid thing right so peter primamori anyway and um you really are um this multifaceted guy who can write just because somebody says they need 30 seconds of great music for a you know an advertisement or because you need to say something beautiful in a, in a larger form right i i guess i cover the bases is a good way to put it and I think maybe you can explore this next song we're going to hear and people will learn a little bit about how you think about your music. Sure, sure. Um, this tune, Winter in Paris, was um, this was written in, in New York uh, back around, around 2001, I think. And I was literally thinking about being in Paris in the winter and the particular kind of gloomy beauty that exists in that city, which I dearly love. And I just started playing around and the the, the melody came up and I, I always know when I've got a strong melody, when, mm-hmm. when something there, I, I refer to it as the music says hello. It's like someone just came in the room with me, and I, and all of a sudden I feel like another presence. You do so, have a really strong sense of approachable melody that drives what you write. I I think so. It's a, some some critics have have referred to um, that the aspect of my commercial self within my artistic self as as being kind of prominent. That idea that I have a there's a directness to my to my writing I, I kind of like to get to the point melodically mm-hmm. and harmonically and the tune developed nicely I used to sit and play it you know just around the piano I wasn't sure what I was doing with it and when we put Grancy together I was like well I'd really like to include this but there's not enough to it it was just the A section that you'll mm-hmm. hear and it, it needed more. And I always struggled with it. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? There's just not enough, but I want to use it. Mm-hmm. And then one day, the little figure that opens up the the more orchestrated second half 
just popped into my head and it was like again like someone just threw a light switch and then you add all these colors clarinet yes there's clarinet Clarinet definitely evokes paris for me in this song for some reason i think so i think that people think uh clarinet accordions uh, the french cafe kind of thing so i I didn't want to get too 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 programmatic with it but I did want to have a little bit of that color. It's the tone. It's the it's the kind of melancholy of the clarinet, not not the fact that I think I'd hear that in Paris. But it's interesting because you, there's a double solo in this. That yes, there's a simultaneous solo with um, Charles Pillow, the wonderful reed player, mm-hmm. and Antoine Silverman, who's a spectacular violinist. And this was all recorded live in the studio together. Yes. Very little overdubbing they, and messing around. Exactly, with it. and they they did this. Um, this solo section was one of the few things that was actually overdubbed because Larry, the producer, insisted that they bring this to such a height. He just kept pushing them and pushing them. But they're really having a beautiful conversation. We've got to play it right now. I can't stand it. it. I can't stand waiting. Okay, let's, let's hear it. Let's listen. Winter in Paris. Thank you.
Can you hear, folks, the multifaceted uh, things going on with Peter's music? Uh, you're going to hear more. I mean, that was definitely filmish to me, P- Winter in Paris, and yet it stood on its own as a melody. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I want the, the folks to hear what the musicians live here at Dream Farm are going to play for us again. And you're going to hear some of these jazz influences, of course, that I'm so interested in. This, this is a little bit more of a straight-ahead tune for me, um, Windswept. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the closest thing on the record to a, you know, quote, jazz tune. It has mm-hmm. Brazilian influences, I think, and uh, just kind of grooves easy. and It's very sort of cogent piece of music. Well, it's it was really cool. I've been listening to it while you guys are kind of pulling together. And I think you should play it live for our audience now. Love to. Windswept.
Windswept Through the Barn here at the farm, mm-hmm. Peter. Lovely tune. Who who do you have again playing on this? Fran Tokars is playing bass. Don Davis was on soprano sax there. And the wonderful Jerry Murata was playing drums. Awesome New England musicians. I'm so glad you guys came. Thanks for bringing them. Well, we're going to hear more of your music in a few minutes, uh, Peter, just after this short break. This is Peter Primamori. Um, I'm Julie Lavender, and you're listening to Dream Farm Cafe. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamformradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Julie Lavender, and you're listening to Dream Farm Cafe. And live here at the farm today, I have Peter Primamori, who is a commercial writer, an artisanal writer, <laughs> because he writes uh, jingles and he writes um, adver- advertising-oriented well, music I'd say as well. Production as music would be a good production. way to put it. Yeah. And you also have a production library that you're I putting do. together. I do. I'm one of the owners of the Organic Music Library. It's an incredible production music resource um, for any 
imaginable um, production that needs music for. But it's vetted. You don't just let everybody upload. You no, really no, no, listen no, no. to the. It's, it's curated. Extremely you said. curated. Yes. Because and you're such a phenomenal writer for film and television and projects. I imagine you really uh, understand what it takes to to create good music that you'd want to share with others. I, I feel comfortable saying I'm an expert in that, in this area. Yes. And we have an amazing, amazing array of uh, composers that write for the library. I have about 200 around the world that contribute to it. The Organic Music Library. Yes. So if somebody's a filmmaker or something, they could check it out. And Absolutely. Organicmusiclibrary.com. Okay, there you go. But you know what? You're also, in addition to writing just artistic orchestral music and then artisanal music for commercial purposes, you also can write songs. I love to write songs, and it's kind of a... I've always thought of it as a great cosmic joke that I can't sing. I'm really not a great singer. Although some people say I'm not as bad as I think I am. <laughs> I don't like the sound of my voice. So I tend to not spend as much time with it. Although I've written a plethora of songs. And in fact, my biggest commercial success was actually with a song. What was that? It was the theme to the Today Show that I co-wrote with the two other people. How does it go? Well, at the point, we wrote uh, about four of them. The, the biggest one was called America's First Family, and it was on the air for about seven years, I think. Wow, nice. Well, yeah. you've come to the right place because I, I know a singer who likes to sing, and uh, I'm just wondering if you'd let me sing one of your songs. I would be pleased. What should we do? I think Taxi to Belize would be a good one to and do. And what is up with this story? Many years ago, uh, when I first came to New York, I used to work as a piano player in the comedy clubs, the comic strip and Catch a Rising Star. I was living on the Upper West Side of Manhattan and I would, you know, do my comedy gigs, play, play till, I don't know, two in the morning, whatever it was, and then take a, a cab back to the West Side. I was living on Riverside Drive and 100th Street at the, at the time. One night, I had this really nice gentleman drive me back and I just got in a conversation with him. And before I knew it, we were sitting in front of, of my apartment for like a half hour while he told me his life story. And to condense it as much as I can, he was going to be a doctor. And his father died and he had to go to work to support the family. So all his dreams of medicine went nowhere and he became a cab driver to support the family. Mm -hmm. He eventually got married, had kids, and his dream drifted further and further away. I was a very young man when I wrote this tune, but somehow the, the, the gravity of the situation hit me like a ton of bricks, mm -hmm. and I went back in the house, and I wrote this song kind of envisioning a little bit more about what his story really was. And it's called? Taxi to Belize. Well, let's try it He together. was from Belize. Wow. You've got all these musicians. I'll, I'll give it a try and see okay. how I do it.
It's kind of sad. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it was uh, you know, to make a mark on on a young guy must have been maybe twenty three, twenty four when I wrote that. You tale. really listened to the man and and kind of memorialized and honored his life, and I like that. A lot. Sometimes things just they reveal themselves mm-hmm. like in in a much bigger way than just the mere experience of talking to someone. You well, see and more. I think you feel that way about this next song, Silverstones, right? Again, this is something that. That has more than has a little bit more than one meaning to it. Um, it started out as a wedding present for my wife. It was a surprise uh, for for our wedding. Um, I wrote it in. We were married in two thousand one, and I surprised her with it at the wedding. the The irony is that during the the time I was writing it, nine eleven happened, and we were living in downtown Manhattan. And uh, all day long, as you can imagine, it was just it was sheer chaos and the, the trucks were driving up uh, Hudson Street where we were living and they were filled with the wreckage of the building and the building as you remember was like a silver colored material and mm-hmm. silver stones so even though I had already named the tune silver stones you saw that it became visually the meaning became more than what it originally was it so it has it kind of at least to me, it operates on, on more than has meaning on more than one level. So, silver stones, very orchestral and beautiful. And let's hear that now. This is off of your album, Grancia.
to a tender song. For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.com, where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who touch their So dream.